GAA Sports Desk. Brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. Welcome to GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. In studio this evening, Suzanne Parker and myself, Peter Brannigan, and we begin as ever by thanking Hugh and the Live Drive team for getting you home safely this evening. Live Drive returns to air tomorrow morning at 7am. Now the wait is nearly over for followers of the small ball games here in the city. The Dublin Senior Camogie team are in action against Kilkenny this weekend, as are their male counterparts taking on Kilkenny down in Nolan Park on Saturday evening, and we'll be looking ahead to both of those games in the second half of the show we'll be hearing from the secretary of Dublin Camogie Brendan Cooper and before that we're going to be hearing from Matty Kenny, Brian Cody and we'll be getting analysis from Connor McKeown and Andy Cunningham. If you want to contact us in the studio you can, the text line here 087-977-1032 You can email us gasportsdesk at dublincityfm.ie or you can head over onto our Facebook page which is GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM But indeed we are going to begin down in Nolan Park this Saturday evening Dublin against Kilkenny in the first game of the Leinster group stages in this year's Hurling Championship and last week at the launch of the Leinster Championships I spoke with Dublin boss Matty Kenny We've arrived you know, into, into Championship week now and uh, it's come around really really quickly you know, so the, you know, the lads are looking forward to it uh, I suppose all, all the training and all all the matches today is in preparation for the championship that's, that's where you're measured and uh, yeah all the lads are excited and looking forward to it and in terms of going down to a place like Nolan Park they're difficult to beat anywhere in the country but they they make Nolan Park in a fortress they're, they're hard to, beat, to play and beat down there yeah look it's Kilkenny you know we know the history of Kilkenny and uh, one of the greatest teams ever to play the game one of the greatest counties and uh, you know Nolan Park is, is, is probably the most difficult place in Ireland to, uh, to travel uh, to go look for a result but um, you know, obviously, as, as as a set of players and a set of management team, you know, this is what we we're preparing for, and this is what we're going to test ourselves against, and uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. And in terms of your counterpart, Brian Cody, like somebody who has such longevity in the game, mm. an incredible man that people look towards, and he, I suppose, he has to kind of, he's kind of doing a, a bit of an Alex Ferguson on it. Really. He's trying to recreate the team, you know, bring new players in. Uh, how much respect do you have for, for Brian and what he's achieved? You know, I have the greatest respect you know, for, for Brian um, uh, over, over, the, over the last few decades. You know, uh, he built what I believe is you know, the greatest hurling team uh, ever to play the game uh, a number of years ago. And uh, he's, he's, he, he came back and did it again. And now he's, 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 he's building his, his third team. Um, like, you know, I suppose over the last, over the last 20 years, like, you know, you know no uh, matter whether you're a club or a county, like you know, you, you always look at the Kilkenny. You know, they're the benchmark, you know, and uh, they've been the benchmark for for for, for the last twenty or thirty years. And uh, you can have nothing of the utmost in respect for and admiration for what uh, Brian's done in his time, like you know. And you know, obviously goes without saying, he's the most successful manager in the history of the GA. Like, and uh, you know, you know, uh, a, a guy that takes. Victory and defeat, you know, look, looks at 
you know the way the game is played and you know gracious in victory and gracious in defeat you know so I think one of the most respected figures in the GA uh, ever I suppose and, and what, what can you learn from Kilkenny out of the league because obviously they were missing the Ballyhale lads they sort of had that kind of bizarre situation whereby there was no relegation so it might have been you know the league's always about experimentation but it might have been particularly about experimentation for them this year so what could you take from it? We'll take from the league like what we take every year like is the league is the league you know and uh, championship is a completely different animal you know so you know whether you know whether you win the league or whether you're relegated. You know, uh, a lot of time the form doesn't uh, uh, transition across to what happens in the championship. And uh, so you know, you'd always take league form or league results or how teams going in the league. You take it with a pinch of salt. You know, uh, championship is a different animal. And uh, you know, when, when the ball is thrown in for in the Munster Championship and the Minster Championship and uh, the Olympic Trips in May. You know, then we'll have a better idea how teams are going. In terms of your own players, um, I saw Colonel Keeney getting some time for Bowden uh, in the, the couple of rounds of club games there. What about uh, Keane O'Callaghan and Mark Schutte? Are, are they available? Are they around? Yeah, you know, um, Keeney, you know, he, he played, played some, got some game time with Bowden, you know, uh, in the substitute role. So obviously, he's recovering from that. that um, the surgery in that shoulder they picked up against Kilkenny a year ago, and uh, so he, he just that was his first game time uh, it was a couple of weeks ago there at Bowden, like you know, so he's 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 a guy that we're we're working with and working on, you know, to, to you know to get his match fitness and uh, get it up, like you know, so a bit to go there. Um, yeah, Mark today, uh, Keenan Callum, you know, they they weren't fit to play for Cool in the championship. Uh, they're carrying long-term injuries, so we're also working with them. Uh, you know, as I said, this game has come around very, very quickly. So, bloody two and a half week break between the club championship and into, into this Minster um, uh, Intercounty Championship. So, uh, these are guys we're working with, you know. And uh, look at, you know, there's there's four games in the Minster Championship, like you know. So, you know, we, we hope that they see game time at some stage during the championship. So it's it's more of a marathon rather than a sprint in that sense. Well, it's, it, you'd like it to be, you know, but obviously uh, when you have Kilkenny and Wexford first up, you know, you might have to start off at the sprint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, I was going to say, because last year Dublin were, were, were close, and I appreciate, obviously, the yeah. different management involved, but it's all close, but you saw how quickly something like that can just get away from a team. The two, the two defeats to Kilkenny and Wexford came very quickly, and as you say, it's the exact same teams again. So how quickly, how important, I should say, is it to start quickly and get a big result in that opening day, and if not, to try and get something out of the Wexford game? Yeah, look at, you know... You know, they're, the Wexford and Kilkenny game, or Kilkenny and Wexford game, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're how the game's going is going to have a, a bearing, a big bearing on our, where we finish up in this league table, you know, and, uh, but it's the same thing for the opposition as well, you know, uh, and it's the same with the Munster Championship, like, you know, there's only three teams coming out of each province, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, both, both the Leinster and Munster provinces are very, very strong, and, uh, you know, so I suppose uh, everyone's target is, is, is not so much winning the, the provincial title, but making sure you finish in that top three. And uh, but everybody, everybody else involved in the competition is the same target. You know, to make sure you finish in that top three. You know, and uh, you know, every every team is the same. You want to instill belief, obviously, in players. And I was chatting with Owen O'Donnell recently. He talked about Desi Farrell. Desi has a role with the squad. Is that, is that true? Yeah, Desi is, is a support role there. It is. Um, you know. He, he's, 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 he's came in at us um, back in, in, in the springtime and 
is there as a, a support to uh, players and uh, and also to the management and anyone that needs one to ones or you know there's a lot of stuff you know that happens outside of the training ground or the training pitch and uh, you know yeah Des- Desi has a good support there for us and uh, we're delighted to have him on board and uh, he's doing a really good job for us. Maybe, maybe just very finally, I suppose the most important question coming into a game like this. Do you believe Dublin can enter Nolan Park and get a result with Pete Kilkenny in their, in their own patch? Is that a belief they have in the squad? Is that something that you can feel you can do? Look, when you're when you're when you're competing at this level, like you know, uh, as a management group and as a player group, you know, you have to you have to have belief in your own ability, and uh, and which our guys do, uh, which, as well as as we're preparing for that trip to Nolan Park. You know, our, our focus is on our own internal processes and uh, making sure that we get our own performance levels up. And uh, so as we go down, you know, that, that's what we hope to bring down. There's a really, really good performance. Uh, will it get a result or not? We don't know. But all, all we can do is prepare the best we can and uh, make sure we turn up the day and give a good performance and see where, where that gets us. And indeed, the anticipation is building as to where that performance might get Dublin on Saturday evening. Now, at that Lens lunch, I also spoke with Kilkenny manager Brian Cody. It just creeps up very, very quickly in the stair. We play Dublin in Nolan Park. Um, huge game, huge battle, obviously. And one both teams, I'm sure, are absolutely looking forward to. We had a great game last year in Parnell Park and went down to the very, very end. And I would expect it to be... It's going to be just a huge battle, you know. And I suppose Dublin and Kenny, the, the big difference is continuity. You're, you're there for since the late 90s. And Dublin have had three different managers in three years. So that, that's a difficult thing for a team to settle with. Yeah, possibly. But I suppose the manager that's in there now, Matthew Kenny, has been with, you know, obviously Kula for the previous, what, three, four years, whatever it was. And keenly and absolutely aware of what's going on in Dublin. And, you know, worked with and worked um, in, against, obviously, the, all of the players there and knows them so well. So it's an appointment that's going. I'm sure going to work very, very well for them. In terms of the league campaign from Dublin's end, they obviously beat Tip in Perlis, which was fairly impressive. They beat Waterford up in Parnell Park in a tight game. Where did they impress you in terms of how they approached those games? Where how they played those games? Well, I suppose straight away of what you said there. I mean, just the stats speak for themselves. I mean, to be the league is the league, and you play matches like you know, you play the next match. But when it gets to the knockout stages, that's when really like you have to put your hand up and, and, and make statements. And like I said, it went down to Turles led Tipperary in the quarter final and beat him. That's big enough a statement for anybody. And semi-final, Limerick beat him by three points. Limerick went on and won the league, obviously all Ireland champions. So they ran Limerick so, so close. So we're top team. Simple as that, top team. And in terms of your season, as you look forward to those four games, the home games are obviously key. You know, Nolan Park's not somewhere that you guys are losing very often, so it's, it's about winning those games at the very least. Absolutely. Like, and it's the first game, obviously, everybody will target the first game. It's a totally 50-50 game, you know. Who knows who's going to win any of the games, really. But, like, I mean, three teams are going to qualify. Two teams are not. Everybody wants to run into three teams. But there's going to be two teams who are not going to be one of those teams. So the battle is on, and it could be anybody. And in terms of Kilkenny, you've got two great local games to look forward to in Carlow and Wexford uh, matches that I suppose it's really what this the provincial championship is all about. Those close games before you hope to go on and take on the, the big monster. And, and yeah, I know that's, that's for sure. Like you know, neighbouring counties playing each other, and it's just you know it's it's um, massive for the supporters and everybody else, and there is huge anticipation for it. Uh, Connor Delaney, James Marr, Killian Buckley, are they back training? No, no, they're definitely out. Definitely out. Yeah, absolutely. Kilkenny manager Brian Cody and indeed injuries to Kilkenny players has been a big theme of the build-up of this game and that's a point I put to Herald journalist Conor McKeown. Owen Murphy 
Connor Delaney, Killian Buckley, James Marr, Joey Holden added to that list in the last uh, 48 hours or so. Uh, they'd be players that any team, even if it's Kilkenny, are, are going to badly miss. So is this a big chance for Dublin on Saturday evening? Yeah, it's a massive chance. I think it's probably it's probably the best chance that they've had in living memory going to um, going to Nolan Park for for lots of reasons. Like the injuries you mentioned um, are very much a factor, but also look, Dublin are, are in a good vein of form. They've uh, they've made themselves very very difficult to beat, and uh, they've been very competitive against you know obviously they beat Tipperary and they were very competitive against Limerick, and and apparently they went well in the recent challenge game and. and uh, may even have beaten Limerick um, if rumours are to be believed but I suppose look the other thing about Kilkenny is they don't really have uh, the sort of squad that they used to have um, before all these injuries took hold um, you know it's been kind of a, a slow burning couple of years for Kilkenny um, and I didn't see them being All-Ireland contenders this year anyway um, and I think with those injuries um, not just the number of injuries but the, the identity of those players in those key positions um, I think, particularly at the back, they're very, very vulnerable at the weekend. And you know, of all of them, I think Owen Murphy um, is such a huge loss because if you remember last year in Parnell Park, he scored four outrageous frees from distance, um, and he's such an incredible shot stopper. Uh, and he, you know, he's easily been Kenny's player the last few years. I think he's, he's been all star in the in the past two years. So you know, he's the game's outstanding goalkeeper, um, and his bookouts and his, his long range free taking are a huge part of the Kenny staple. But Look, Conor Delaney and Joey Holden, that was probably, you know, option one and option two at full back. So uh, it's very late in the day to be going to option three. Um, and, and it looks as though at this juncture that Cody will have to pick Hugh Lawler and Tommy Walsh in a full back line alongside Paul Murphy. And that's two championship debutants um, in what is a, a very, very big game. So, you know, Cody's hand is forced here. And uh, yeah, I think for all those reasons, they're, they're very, very vulnerable. And Dublin are in good form. Um, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be a very very competitive game. And I suppose the league is the league as managers will say at this time of the year. But it's hard to to to, to know where Kilkenny are at. Obviously, a very indifferent league, only two victories, and then the Ballyhale players come in, but they want to have had that kind of game time with the rest of the players. So it's it's hard, as you say, for them to get the mix right uh, heading into the first round of the championship. Yeah, and like like the history of <laughs> the number of teams every year, we say it's the All Ireland club champions in football and hurling are going to add an awful lot to the county side. And frequently, um, I suppose more often than not, they don't. Um, purely because, like we saw with Kula the last couple of years, Dublin didn't really get a kick off the Kula players because you know, a lot of them were very tired. Some of them didn't come in at all. Um, same with Armagh and Cross McGlenn. Same to a certain extent with Dr. Croaks. Um, and same, absolutely the same with Corazon and Galway. Um, so I think that can be overplayed sometimes. Of the Wally Hill players, I think TJ Reid and Colin Finley were the only two certainties to, to start in the team and still are. I thought Joey Holden, particularly with Conor Delaney out, was going to come into contention somewhere in the defence. Um, I know there's talk of Adrian Mullen and he had a great uh, campaign for, for Wally Hill, but he hasn't played any senior game at any competitive level for Kenny. So, you know, and, and like that wouldn't be an issue if he had a bank of training with the squad that was a little bit longer than, than the one he has and show good form because like Brian Cody has never been afraid to, 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 to pluck players from from the unknown ranks or the relative unknown ranks. Like you just only have to look at Walter Walsh and the twenty twelve All Ireland final replay that like he made his debut in an All Ireland final replay. So you know, I think if Adrian Mullins showed form he would probably play in the team. But other than that it's 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 the players who 
from Ballyhale who would have started last year and the year before. Actually, probably fewer now with, with Joey holding out. So, um, you know, I think if Kilkenny are holding out hope that it, the Ballyhale uh, uh, talent will supplement them this weekend, um, then they are in a bit of bother. And in terms of, I suppose, what Dublin have done, what, what they've impressed you with so far under Matty Kenny, it's obviously only very, very early into his reign, a reign that we would hope go on for a few more years than, than the last few managers. Uh, why have they impressed you? What have they done that's been good? Well, they've taken it on a bit. Um, like Obviously, they're very strong at the back. They're actually, I think it's understated how good they are as a defensive unit. Um, because if you take out the water, if you go back to last year's game against Kilkenny in the Championship exactly a year ago, take a calendar year, um, and maybe just take that Waterford game uh, in the league in Parnell Park a few months ago out of it. Dublin are conceding less than half a goal a game. Like that's really, really, really extraordinary, and that's because they have a very tight defence. Uh, like I think Owen O'Donnell, Sean Moran, and Chris Crummy would like you know it's cliche, but would get on any team in the country. And I don't think Paddy Smith and Shane Barrett would be too far behind. Um, and they play in such a way that they help out at that defence by making the, the middle area of the pitch a war zone. And I don't buy into this theory that Dublin, you know, dropping their half forward deep um, takes something away from their attack. Because, you know, if you look at forwards like Ushin O'Rourke and uh, Eamon Dillon, what they need isn't a load of bodies around them. What they need is space. So, you know, dropping your half forward line deep, that gives them 40, 50 yards of space. Um, and if you get the right sort of ball in, and Sean Moran is a very good distributor in that role, um, you know they can kill you. So I suppose the thing that's impressed me most, uh, you know, is defensively they've been very, very good. But I suppose as a character trait, their ability to see out games, you know, um, like they didn't play particularly well against Leash, but they turned the game and won it when they had to. Uh, the same with Carlo, but more importantly against Waterford when everything looked like it was going wrong for them that day, when they just kept leaking really poor, soft goals. Um, they managed to to put together a couple of really interesting plays at the end of the game. It was real clear-headed stuff. and They, they, they did the exact same thing with Tipperary and Torless that day as well. So um, those two things, you know, ability to be sort of cool-headed and to, you know, implement a game plan when the game is at its most fraught and its most pressurised and... Um, the fact that they just don't give up very many goal chances, I think that's probably Dublin's strength at the moment, which seems to be um, from the Kenny reign so far. And in terms of their weaknesses, I suppose, in terms of any previews uh, heading into the Championship, there's been a lot made of maybe Dublin being weak in the front six in terms of their attacking. Is that something you go for? Well, they could do with more depth, but I still think they've put together a very a very solid uh, attacking unit. Like, you have to, you know, factor Dublin's half-back line into their attacking unit because... Um, you know, Sean Moran is the best playmaker on the team from deep because he plays those angled balls into the corner and Shane Barrett and Chris Cummy will both contribute on the scoreboard. But look, I think if Ushin O'Rourke gets the right kind of ball, he's a really, like, you know, everybody in Ireland will know who he is or anybody in the Hurling Counties in Ireland will know who he is by the end of summer because he's got a lightning touch um, and he's very, very hard to stop. Eamon Dillon missed out on all of last summer Um with a very strange injury that he that he got a kind of a calcification of a dead leg, which kind of almost threatened his career at one stage. But he looks like he's back physically healthy, um, and looks like he's put an awful lot of work into his game. And a fellow of that size that has that speed and goes straight for goal, he's very very hard to stop. Um, and Danny Suckliff is back hurling at the absolute peak of his powers again, um, playing in kind of you know the it's probably the best role to play in hurling now centre forward because. 
centre backs no longer folly out the pitch, so he's kind of luxuriating in the space that he gets out there. But um, uh, Danny, um, when he's on form, he's as good a half forward as there is in Ireland. So I suppose it, it, you know those three in particular, um, and I think Liam Rush, uh, if he's fully fit and um, if his hand is right. Um, remember what he did to Kilkenny last year an awful lot of scores will come off him I and mean, he has to come out and win ball out around the middle he's a huge player for that team so that's the nucleus of a very very good attack I think there's another double forward it could be Jake Malone or it could be Keen Boland um, will drop into midfield and kind of fill that area and then you're only looking for one more um, and kind of word in the street is that um, Mark Schutte is actually back and going very very well and that David Tracy has played well recently in championship games or in challenge games so you know, whatever about the depth, uh, you know, the, the attacking options, I think the front six, the Matty Kenny, will feel that the weekend would be very, very strong. Um, and, you know, they play in a very, very systematic way. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't buy the theory that Dublin, you know, because they're so good in the sense that they lack something up front, I think um, I, I think they've a bit more to them than that. And you still have Paul Ryan and Connell Keeney to come off the bench. So, um, you know, they've suffered this year with injuries at various different stages so they looked a bit treadbare up front but I think if everybody is fit and, and, and available they actually have quite a good attack And very finally I suppose Connor, come 9 o'clock on Saturday evening what's your head telling you who's going to take the points? Yeah for the first time in a long time um, my head is telling me Dublin to win this game um, because they're in better form through they're going to Nolan Park um, and Kenny don't cough up very many defeats there but it just seems to be one thing after another in terms of injuries to Kenny and if they are all on the level if they are all definitely out um, I think they could just be under a bit of pressure at the back and um, you know it's a funny thing like uh, there's four or five years in the last 25 that we've kind of sensed maybe Dublin might beat Kenny in the championship and the year that they actually beat them in 2013 Nobody had predicted it because Dublin had been so poor in two games against the poor Wexford team. Um, so sometimes it doesn't kind of play along, well, a lot of times it doesn't play along expected lines. But um, I think the big thing is the Dublin matchups at the back. Like, you, like you can nearly write TJ Reid off. You know TJ Reid's going to have a big game and he's going to get a lot of scores. But the two really key players for Kilkenny are, um, I think, Colin Fenley and Walter Walsh because they're two potential match winners. But Frequently, they go through games without contributing a huge amount, but when they're on song, they can win the game. And if those two and TJ Reid are in form um, and Dublin's defenders don't get on top of them, um, I think Kenny could win the game. But like Dublin, they have such a tight defence, they don't give up goal chances. Like This isn't going to be like in previous years when you half fancy Dublin going down and they can see two early goals and they're blown out of the water. It would be a very, very tight game. Um, it would be a very, very competitive game. And I, and I just about, for the reason we said earlier on about Dublin's ability to, to close these games down, I just fancy Dublin to see it out down the stretch. And our thanks as ever to Connor for joining us on the show. Now, I also spoke with our regular contributor, Andy Cunningham, to get his view on this game. It's still a, a very, very difficult place to go to, but perhaps not the place that it would have been five or ten years ago. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Kenny, you know, the, the force to admit, they're not the force they were, as you say, six or seven years ago when like, they were top of the walk, like, you know, like winning all earnings and, you know, very rarely beaten. And look, you know, going down to Nolan Park uh, in them days, like, you know, just very hard place to go to. But uh, look, it's still going to be a tough assignment for Dublin. But uh, you're right, it's, it's, it's that time of year, you know, that the, the, the players, uh, you know, they have the National League, but I think this is what they've, they've trained for the last five, five or six months. 
uh, get themselves ready uh, for the championship. Uh, it's a tough draw. It's a tough group, you know, the Leinster, the, the way it's set up uh, with the teams in it. But, uh, you know, as I say, it's it's not as daunting as it was of the years gone by. Uh, you know, Kilkenny, I just, uh, they just haven't got... You know the the big guns that they had that 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 settled in that were winning all earnings uh, every year, and uh, you know every time Kilkenny put a team out on the field, it put fear into other teams. But uh, still, uh, you know as we know, uh, you're going to the lines then. But uh, yeah, I'd give good Dublin a chance here at the weekend. But uh, still a tough assignment. And when you think back to this time last year, I suppose you know there wasn't really much expectation with Dublin because of of the league run and where Dublin had been for maybe the two previous two or three years. This year, we're coming in with a little bit more confidence. You know, those victories against Waterford and Tipperary seem to have stood the team in good stead. Are they a better team now? Are they in a better place, perhaps, than they were twelve months ago? Oh, I would imagine they are. You know, as I said, they had a very decent league run. Uh, as I say, uh, beat by Limerick in, in the semi-final, uh, beat, beating Tipperary down in Torles, beating Warford. So, like in that league, you know, I think Matty Kenny and the management team would be satisfied with what they got out of the league. But I think you know that they were always looking at the big picture, which, which was the the, the, Leinster, the Leinster championship and uh, preparing the team for that. So you know, this, as we could say that the league, as far as Dublin was concerned, was a success. Lam, ran Limerick uh, very close uh, in, in the semi-final and as we know Limerick went on and won the National League comfortably but uh, yeah you know like uh, they, they seem to you know what is you know haven't got too many injuries you know like if you look at the Kilkenny you know they've been crippled with injuries to vital players uh, leading up to this uh, and uh, Dublin you know they, they have a couple of uh, niggling injuries push you know a fairly strong panel going into it yeah absolutely and, and I suppose Brian Cody you know he's obviously a wily old fox um, arguably the greatest manager ever certainly the most successful hurling manager ever uh, he'll like the fact that you know a lot of pundits are kind of talking about Dublin being dark horses and Dublin maybe being impressive and you know playing down the, the hype with his team but you know as we've we've seen in, in years gone by even say last season Wexford going up there and getting beaten you know Tip going up there in the league final of 2018 being favourites and getting beaten you know he'll have his team incredibly well prepared when they're when there's a team coming up to play them at home Oh, like any Kilkenny team under Brian Cody, they'll be very well prepared. And you know, a lot of talk in, in the media and the papers that about you know the, the you know the, the injury uh, crisis that they have. You know, like there's no crisis down in Kilkenny hurling. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And uh, you know, they are short of vital players. with no doubt about that. But you know, they're a stronghold uh, of hurling. And all we have to do is look. You know, the Kilkenny team winning the All Ireland Club Championship. But. Uh, you know, he probably has a big stick to beat these guys with. You know, with with, with the, the pay, all the uh, talk in the papers about that. You know that they could be on the slide and that the short, uh, you know, vital positions, uh, full uh, full back, uh, Joey Holden, goalkeeper, which I think is a big loss uh, to Kenny. Probably the biggest loss to goalkeeper. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, and uh, uh, you know, as you say, he's been at the top of his game for years. Uh, but look, they have a uh, they have a bundles of players down there. Uh, and they will have a few guys back uh, that they probably didn't show in, in the National League, especially the players that were involved uh, in the all Ireland club. So uh, he'll still put a strong team out on the bush uh, on Saturday, but probably not as strong as he was like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose looking in the other dugout then, Matty Kenny, I mean, someone, maybe Dublin supporters will say he might have perhaps been given the job last year, but in terms of what he's done with Kula, absolutely no questions there. Uh, an incredible run with that club. And I suppose from his personal point of view, he already wanted to make a mark because he's maybe been in the background of other inter-county teams, particularly Galway, you think, at the start of this decade. But now he's he, you know, he's the main fella and he'll want his team to, to obviously go out and, uh, and, and get out of the Leinster Championship. Oh yes, yeah, he, he'll be giving 
giving her everything. Like, you know, very experienced manager, as I say. He was in the background with other, other counties. Uh, but, like, uh, had a tremendous run with Kula. And uh, I think, you know, he's only in the job a year. But, like, he would... You know, he would know a lot about Dublin Horn being involved on the club scene. He would know what's out there. And he's a very thorough, thorough manager and a good, good backroom team. So, you know, he'll leave nothing to chance. As I said, you know, this is, this is what they say. You know, you, you, you train for your five or six months for this. I'd give Dublin a very good chance here on Saturday night. You know, they've proven in the National League that they can hold with the best of them. Uh, though it will be a different level, different temperament here uh, at the weekend. Like you know, uh, National League is great, and, and uh, like uh, Dublin has some great victories in it. But uh, the championship is just a different level. It's played just at a different pace. But uh, he'll have them well prepared. Uh, you know, we, we know the Dublin defence. You know, is, is excellent, excellent defence. Uh, midfield, you know, doing okay. Uh, forwards, you know, few few injuries. Uh, they're saying. Uh, the likes of Rush, will he be back? Will he be match fit? Keeney, will he be match fit? You know, they're two of the big big names they're talking about. But, you know, they haven't haven't got these guys, uh, you know, really motoring in, in the National League and, and the very successful campaign. But uh, it'll just be, you know, I think, it'll all come down. I, I would suspect that the Dublin defence will, will hold their own here. And you know, usually, as I said, Kenny forward lines would crucify you in years gone by, but it just haven't got that power. Uh, that impact that he had uh, years gone by, I think I would be fairly confident that Dublin defence will hold well. It's just a uh, forwards, you know, it's a lot of chopping and changing, uh, and you just wonder will they have the firepower to outgun this Kilkenny defence. Just very finally, very briefly, I suppose, Andy, you know, is your head telling you Dublin are going to win on, on Saturday evening? Yes, uh, yes, I, I think it is. I just have that feeling that uh, I think, you know, I, I think just that it just could be just in, in the right frame of mind. Uh, I, I just, like, as I said, uh, look, at, if they go down and win, it'll be a tremendous victory. And I, I think they are playing with a lot of confidence. And I always say teams going in playing with confidence are a different animal. And I think Dublin, as I said, they got a lot out of the National League. Uh, you know, as I say, a tremendous victory over Tipperary, uh, running Limerick well, beating Waterford. You know, they, you know they had a very good, uh, confident uh, national league, and uh, I, I think that they'll go down with confidence here. But you know, as I say, uh, you're really going to the Lions then. But uh, I would give them an excellent chance here on Saturday evening. And our thanks, as ever, to Andy for joining us on the show. Now, if you're looking to head down to Nolan Park on Saturday evening, tickets can still be bought from participating Super Value and Centra shops around Dublin. Uh, you won't get them online at this stage, unfortunately, but you will get them, as I say, in Centra and Super Value shops. And hopefully, there'll be a massive crowd heading down to the Marble City on Saturday evening. You've heard from Andy and from Connor earlier on. They're both tipping Dublin. I suppose a dangerous position to be going down to Kilkenny and Hurling and fancying Dublin to win. But that's where we're at. And hopefully, there'll be a huge support going down to see a potentially really big game for Dublin on Saturday evening. Now just before we go to a break, there was some very sad news in the world of GA over the weekend, uh, the sad passing of Eugene McGee and of course he managed awfully to the 1982 All-Ireland Championship defeating Kerry with that famous late Seamus Darby goal but in Dublin circles he also would have been known for his involvement with UCD and the great battles that they would have had with St Vincent's in the Dublin Championship in his time in charge down at Belfield. Uh, Eugene was on the show on a couple of occasions, 
most recently back in August 2016. And at that stage, he was speaking to me after the then president of the GA had announced proposals to reform the GA championships. And this included the introduction of a round-robin series uh, to replace the All-Ireland quarterfinals. And of course, that would go on to be voted at the 2017 Congress. And of course, it became the Super 8s when it was used uh, last year. Here's just a snippet of that interview where I asked Eugene whether he thinks the provincial championships themselves might soon go. It's just not going to happen. It might happen in 20 years. It's just, it's, it's, it's too much part of the fact of the GA all over the country. You know, it sounds ludicrous at the moment with the, with the laughable situation we have in Leinster, but that never happened in Leinster before. You know, there's no guarantee it'll happen for much longer. You know, the Dublin won't be seriously challenged. That's yeah. nobody wants, nobody's worried if they win it every year. In my own time there in the 70s and 80s, like, you know, we had Offaly and Dublin, obviously, a lot of time. But, yeah, you know, Leash and Mead and today were also, you know, not that far behind. So it was, it was a very exciting championship. You know, now it's yeah. a bit of a joke now, you know. And Connacht isn't, wasn't, it was heading, heading the same way until Mayo, until Mayo were beaten by Galway and, and caught in the hot light, you know. But, uh, and once the championship, you know, Tipperary had made a big impact and probably will now for the next few years. So, but it'll be three, three instead of instead of six, like, you know, but it's still not satisfactory. But it's just, you know, the Ulster final in Killarney, the Ulster final in Thonis, a big final in Cove Park, a big Ulster final final in, in um, Galway or Spamon or Mayo, you know, they're, they're setting stone there and, and it's going to be impossible at the moment. And, you know, the only thing, if this system of our duffies were to work well, and if it was expanded a bit, instead of having eight in that group, if you had 16 in it, which I personally would favour, then... Yeah. Uh, and if it was successful for a couple of years, it would certainly make a lot of people begin to think, do we really need the provincial championships at all? You know? Yeah. In other words, it might be a roundabout way of having a push at the provincial championships. And maybe that's what Pori Duffy was at. I never dare say that in public, obviously. But I mean, that may be, that may be what's going on long term. You know, he did mention the phrase there, something that it was, it was not a temporary, but a first step or something, you know? Hmm. To indicate that And do you think, I mean, in particular, again, just to concentrate, I suppose, on Leinster football, the, the area that we're, we're kind of involved in, I mean, do you think that the provincial championship restricts, uh, prevents counties like, you know, Leash, Leash and Wexford and Longford and Louth? Do you think it prevents them actually moving up to the, a grade that's closer to Dublin in, in its current format? Well, you see, it does because <coughs> if you take Leinster, Longford and Louth and, and uh, Tara, those, uh, they're usually beaten the first round, right? Longford this year had a gap of, I think, six weeks after they lost the first round against the uh, Offaly. Uh, they had to wait six weeks for the first qualifier and then uh, no sorry they had to wait six weeks from the National League to the first knockout team and they lost that and then they had to wait five weeks so 11 weeks they played one game mm. I, you know in, in May and June that's the sort of thing that's driving people crazy especially the people who try to run club fixtures because the, the manager at the time the county manager he, he didn't want any club matches during all that 11 weeks so like this is, you know, the the, the club players are, are just going, just totally fed up with this kind of stuff. You know, there could be an awful lot of tightening up in the championship. It takes, I don't know how long it takes to win the Ulster championship. They only play one game a weekend. They could easily play two. 
Finance the championship could be short circuited. Now there's some talk about Leinster last year tried to have their own and the their own round robin within Leinster, I suppose, two two fours or something like that, and then uh, then we just do the top three being seeded, something like that. Uh, at least that would give you know it would give three matches maybe at least anyway guaranteed. You know, it's probably worth a chance because it's dire at the moment, like you know. Dublin would still be they'd be seeded along with I don't know, say Terry and say Clare and and then the rest would pay off in two fours, and then the top two, the top team would, would qualify at least for the play three matches and would be in a better position to take on the top teams, you know, including Dublin. And that was 1982 All Ireland winning manager Eugene McGee speaking to me on this show uh, just a couple of years ago. Our sincere condolences to his family and to his friends. May he rest in peace. GAA Sports Desk brought to you by the Herald, every side of Dublin. And welcome back to GA Sports Desk on Dublin CDFM. Now the Dublin Senior Camogie team are in Leinster Championship action this weekend. They face a difficult task as they take on Kilkenny. The Intermediates are also in action against Kildare. And earlier on this week, Suzanne caught up with the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper, to see how preparations are going. Well look, we're starting off with the under-16 A's and they had a tough weekend against Kilkenny. Tell me, how did this game go? Yeah, it's, uh, it goes down as a very bad day at the office, uh, Suzanne. It, it, it was quite unexpected because, what, two weeks ago, these two teams produced a magnificent game. Uh, it actually ended in a draw. So all the anticipation was that we would have another very good game. But uh, no, that didn't quite go according to the script, uh, Suzanne. Now, I'd have to pay huge uh, tribute to Edgar uh, Kenny. They were actually very, very good on the day. Very, very good. Needless to say, we didn't produce anywhere near our best performance. Not quite sure why that should be, Suzanne. Um, certainly the, 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 the girls were in good form going into the match. They knew they could compete with Kilkenny and possibly should have been last day. So in reality, they did actually nothing to fear. Yeah. But right from the word go, uh, Kilkenny just took the game by the scruff of the neck and they put us under a huge amount of pressure um, to such an extent that scores that we would normally take uh, in our strides, we were missing them. Or, we, or more so, we, we were being blocked down. So that's a huge tribute to Kilkenny for, for the, the, the manner in which they played. But I think Johnny Jackson and his management team will probably be a little bit disappointed. I'm sure the bus journey home on, on, on Sunday wasn't, uh, wasn't what you might call a joyous one. Mm. But that's just the way sometimes the games go, Suzanne. You can never account for how children are or how girls are going to play on any given time. But uh, certainly Sunday was not one of our better performances. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think or what changed with the team between the two games? I suppose if I knew that, Suzanne, I could probably make it. <laughs> uh, I genuinely don't know. And I know Johnny Jackson. I spoke to Johnny out immediately after the game. Yeah. And he was scratching his head. He just could not understand what has happened over the last two weeks. Because genuinely, we should have beat Kilkenny in O'Toole Park there uh, when they met in the group stages. It was a, a cracking match. But to go from, from, from that performance to the performance we put in on Sunday, I'm sure it must have been a very... Uh, it left Johnny scratching his head. I know that much for, for, for nothing to do that. So, yeah. again, there's no real reason why they should have done that. It's just on the day. They just never got going. And the scoreline, you know, probably does, probably does uh, Kilkenny and just because they had by far the better of, of both halves. Yeah. So, I can't even say it was we had a, an off 15 minutes or whatever. It's just the 60 minutes. We just never got to the, to the tempo of the game, yeah. which is, you know, unfortunate. But again, I suppose that's just the way sometimes games go, and we, you can never deter. And that team could come out next week and put on a uh, performance to, you know, to match Kenny at the very.
great bit. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so but it's uh, he'll pull behind them now again. They have their all earned coming up now uh, later in the year. So I suppose he he'll be taking this game and looking at the video. God knows many different times now at the stage, yeah. trying to exactly find out where they went wrong so that come their their all earned championship they can actually write whatever wrongs that happened on Sunday. They can put them to bed and start off fresh again yeah. that's all you can do that's all you can do and as you mentioned it wasn't a 15 minutes it wasn't a couple of wrong plays no. something happened no. that they uh, that they just yep. didn't play they didn't have the, the strength everything about so how how generally do you move forward from well, something like well, that I, I suppose I mean the, the performance was so poor on the day that you, you just have to kind of put this sort of, that was, you know, to the back of your mind it's just it wasn't that they, didn't, they played well and they didn't win. They just didn't get, they, they never got going, Suzanne. So yeah. I suppose Johnny could use that as a, as a, as a kind of a target going forward for, you know, just put, put out of your mind altogether. It, it, it's gone, it's finished. Nothing we can do about it now at this stage. Just we, what else we can do is concentrate on the future games coming up. And we'll use this game. Johnny will probably use this game. Just, do we ever want to play as bad again, girls? Because that's basically what we're facing. So hopefully that will be a kind of a, a guide to what Johnny is going to do over the next month or so uh, once, he, once he starts preparing for his all Ireland Championship. Well then, looking at the league at the moment, we're we're fairly far into the league and there's a lot of games happening this week. Tell me where we are at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're coming to the, kind of the, the, the crunch stage, uh, the stage is uh, Suzanne, and looking at senior one, it, it's, it looks to be set up uh, between the senior and this older unbeaten at the moment. Both are playing this week, and I expect both teams to actually win their respective matches. Uh, just by chance, the last match of the league, which is I think on the 14th and 21st of this month, is actually between Messina and this. So I think that match will actually be a league final. Okay. Uh, that's just the way it came out. The, the draw came out. I have two teams that are most likely to win the competition facing each other in a, in a last group game. So if everything goes according to plan, both teams will go in on the and. And that says it'll be a winner take all. Um, certainly in Division 2, it's almost as competitive. Good counsel are leading the way, but closely followed by Kilmer Cud. And uh, that has about another two matches to go before the league concludes. So, again, if, I, if uh, Good counsel were to slip up now this week, that would put Colts back in with a big chill. And the winner will come from either of the two I've just mentioned now at that stage. Uh, Intermediate 1, this is. Probably an even closer match, uh, closer <laughs> league. Old Isles and Peregrines, who happen to be playing this evening, uh, or no, tomorrow, I beg your pardon, uh, will actually be playing, and basically both of those teams are on the So whoever wins tomorrow night will most likely go on and win, win the competition out at this stage. I can't see anyone else coming out of the pack to touch either of those two. And then we go to the intermediate two, and again, very, very close. Pass are leading that by two points, but closely followed by. Um, from them and by uh, Falls, uh, uh, sorry, CBC. Again, with two matches to play, that don't, that thing can go either way. So we're, we're really pleased with the way things have worked out this year, as is because uh, no one has run away with any of the leagues. Everything is competitive. There are the odd exception results that you know, one team gets a, you know, gets a big score over another. But as a general rule, the leagues have worked out really, really well now this year. I'm aware of the trails of that. It keeps everyone involved right up to the very end. So, touch wood, things will continue for the next couple of weeks. And by, what, two, three weeks' time, we have finished our league across from senior one now to junior, junior four. So, lots of good commodities come to 
And Brendan, has there been any surprises or any teams that have, have done well that we didn't expect this year? Yeah, I, I think um, the one that springs to mind, Suzanne, would be CBC Port Portobello. You know, some years ago, both of those teams amalgamated because both were struggling. Uh, both were kind of single team units. And on their own, they just couldn't survive. So I think uh, they, they, they agreed to amalgamate. And uh, over the last year or so, they've been quietly tipping away in the background. This year, things have come good for, for this particular team. As you say, they're, 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 they're unbeaten now at this stage. And uh, so I suppose if there was one uh, team that, that's kind of played above, above and beyond themselves, it's CBC, so Portobello. And it's good to see that teams that were possibly going out of existence two years ago are now back in fighting for honours. That's the way we want to see it, Sudan. Brilliant. Well, looking forward, we have uh, the summer is on, upon us and uh, looking first at the seniors, Kilkenny is the first game they've got coming up. How do you think they're going to be feeling preparing for this game? Yeah, well, the fact that it's Kilkenny this coming weekend, Suzanne, in a Leinster match, probably adds a little bit more spice to it um, as such. So we're going to get a very good idea as to where we stand with Kilkenny uh, on Saturday because they're coming up to Dublin to play us in the... It's actually a quarter-final of a Leinster Championship. Right. So that's going to be a very good yardstick for us going forward as to how we're going to you know, handle the, the likes of Kilkenny when it comes to the Championship at the time. I'm quite sure uh, Leinster, or sorry, Kilkenny will be coming up to win that match. Traditionally, they always do well in Leinster. And we're, we're looking to get one of Kilkenny and give us a good Leinster run uh, as a kind of a curtain raiser to our own All-Ireland Championship. Yeah, Kilkenny is. Can you say the number one Camogie team in in Ireland or just about? How do you think that they'll be preparing for this game, knowing it's the first game as well? Well, I mean, Kilkenny being Kilkenny, they'll take every match as being an All Ireland final. They, they they will never. They'll always play out their best team, the team that they think they, they can win, whether that be a national league match, a Leinster championship match, or an All Ireland. It makes no difference to Kilkenny. They have the the kind of the the, the the winning attitude, which is what most teams would, would, would get their right team for, is the way to play like Kilkenny, that every match is in all Ireland final, and they play accordingly. So we were under no illusions that our match on Saturday against Kilkenny is going to be a, a really tough encounter. But, you know, we've prepared well enough now for this. I know Frank Brown is keen to get a good run in Leicester, and if he can get one above Kilkenny on Saturday, that's the man to do it, Suzanne. Brilliant. And then we've got the Division 2 game with our um, intermediates against Kildare. How do you think, how do you think yeah. they're feeling at the moment? OK, it's, uh, the, the, obviously they had a very, very poor league run, mm. Susanna, and that probably hasn't you know, helped the cause in any, to any great extent. However, playing Kildare gives us a, a fighting chance because of the two fixtures, it's probably better for us to play Kildare than it is for Kilkenny. So, yeah. in, theory, in theory, we should have the upper hand against Kildare. But again, uh, you know, no team goes out to kind of make it easy for the opposition. And I'm quite sure Kildare will, will, will come. Uh, say we, actually, we are actually travelling to Kildare. So they'll have home advantage. They'll have the, the home still team support. But I think we have a, a strong enough team. Uh, we have a, a few minors coming up into our ranks now, which we're, we're keen to give a run out as well. So, you know, there's about five or six minors coming into that team. That should supplement the existing panel of players that we don't really have there. So all things considered, Suzanne, I think uh, over the weekend, you know, if I had to put money on uh, one team, it would certainly be our, our, our Division 2 side and hopefully our Division 1 side.
give a very good account of themselves and maybe you know, do, do well against Kilkenny. And our thanks to Brendan for joining us on the show. Both of those games, Dublin against Kilkenny in the Senior Championship and Kildare against Dublin in the Intermediate Championship are taking place this Saturday, the 11th of May. Now, moving from Camogie to ladies football, the leagues are ongoing at the moment here in Dublin and earlier on this week, Suzanne caught up with We Are Dublin's Nigel McCarthy to see how they're going. Well, look, we're looking back to last Wednesday evening when uh, the Adult League was on and there was an awful lot of games, I think 39 in total and... uh, You've managed to report on them all for We Are Dublin, which is fantastic. <laughs> but uh, we're not going to talk about all thirty-nine. We'll just we'll start off by looking at maybe uh, divisions one and two. So, um, yeah. as lead, uh, so one A Ballyboden Saint Endes four points and Foxrock Cabin Teeley six nineteen. Very strange, very different scorelines there for the two teams. Yeah, it was, and uh, quite a quite a distance between the two teams when you look at that scoreline. You know, look, yeah. Foxrock are the the current. Um, uh, county and uh, uh, provincial champions. Um, they, they're, they're a serious outfit. They have been um, for for the last number of years in Dublin. Um, yeah. they, they don't lose very many games. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, for 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 a league game and a scoreline with that, you you would expect uh, uh, Bowden to to be a lot stronger. Exactly. I, I, over the last few years, Ballybones have always been you know one of the top four kind of, and it just seems like a very very low score for that team. Yeah, it is like four points over sixty minutes of football is very low, you know. Um, uh, Fox Rock, uh, they're difficult to break down as it is, you know. That they're they're very good defensive units, um, but you know, even still, four points from sixty minutes of football is yeah. a very poor return, you know. Yeah. And um, look, it looks like it was just one way traffic, you know, six nineteen for Fox Rock. Mm. Um, you know, it, maybe it was just a difficulty that uh, Bowden just didn't get their hands on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the second game anyway in Division 1A, Fingalians 3-11 and Kilmacud Groves 2-13. So just one point ahead Fingalians. Is there any uh, a shock here? No, no shock there. Uh, the two uh, the two very good sides. Um look they they they're evenly matched if you look if you look yeah. at that result. Um you know, as you say they just edged them out by a point. Um it, it, you know, close encounter. There was there was plenty of scoring in the game as well. You know, so yeah, it's um, you know three eleven to two thirteen. Um, just shows you, you know, it was end it was an end to end game, yeah. and uh, there were two evenly matched uh, teams. It was a bounce of the ball in the end that yeah. that yeah. swung Fingalian's way. So um, I'm sure they were happy to take that. Exactly, uh, different enough game again. It's a crazy scorelines that went on last week. Clonagale Fontenoy five ten and Kula one ten. Yeah, yeah, uh, goals were the goals were the difference there. Um, again, you know, it, you, you, when you when you look at the score the score itself, you sort of go, that's a, that's a big winning margin, you know, twelve points." But um, you know, it's literally four scores. Yeah. Um, just Clonagale more clinical on, on the night and took their goal chances when they got it. Um, you know, Kula are good out for it as well. So um, you know, that that game when I when I looked at the fixtures in that game, that that was probably the one I wasn't probably going to be able to pick who the winner was from that one. <laughs> um, I, I thought that I thought it would have been um, a tight game. I, I think it was it was a tight game by the goals. Um, you know, again, as I say, it's five ten to one ten. It's, it's four scores. It, it's not a lot in, in a game of football. And uh, you know, look, Flanagan took took their opportunities, and uh, they came out the victors. Yeah, exactly. Moving on and looking at Division One B, Nafina two six and Thomas Davis three thirteen. I'd say uh, Nafina are disappointed with this result. Yeah, they would be disappointed with the result. But um, Thomas Davis have, have been building over the last uh, number of years. Um, mm. 
you know, they they have a good young side there. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, you know, they're building them around. Uh, uh, you know, two two of the Dublin senior players, uh, Alwyn Carey and uh, Siobhan McGrath. You know, so they, they've they've got a good they had a good nucleus and they've been building with, with young players coming through. Um, I think they reached the the county semi finals last year as well. So you know, they they've been a, a side on the up. So um, yeah. and I think uh, Nafina themselves have, have sort of been dropping off over the last. Last couple of years, you know, they're not as strong as they used to be. So, um, you know, I I actually fancied uh, Thomas Davis to win that one, and okay. that's exactly how it worked out. Yeah, yeah. And then it was a draw between St Sylvester's and St Bridget's. Yeah, that was the that was the sort of heavyweight contest, if, if you want to put it that <laughs> way, in in one B. And um, yeah, look again. You've got uh, uh, Bridges were uh, beating county finalists last year. Sylvester's, uh, you know, another side who've been building over the last number of years. Look, they they have players like Sinead Ahern and Neve McAvoy there, and and, and a couple, you know, Nicole Owens. And there's, there's a couple of the, the the young players, and that have moved up into the senior Dublin team as well. Yeah, uh, like Kate Sullivan and that, you know. So they they, they were they were really good outfit, and uh, you know, Bridges. Um, they, they were they were fairly well beaten in the county final last year, but um, they seem to be going well again. Uh, in 2019, and they'll be, I'd say, there, thereabouts again. Uh, come, come, come the, the county final. Brilliant. Well, then looking at a few of the games from Division Two, Two uh, A, Scarry's Harps, Two Eighteen, and Lucan Sarsfield, six points. Yeah, uh, probably what I expected uh, from that. Um, you know, Scarry's were at home, um, so they they made full advantage of that. You know, and you've got yeah. when you've got forward like Lindsay Davy on your side as well. <laughs> Uh, you, you can be always guaranteed scores from scaries, and I, I just thought, um, you know, uh, Lucan uh, have have not been one of the stronger sides over the last couple of seasons, and you know, I expect them to struggle in that game, and that's exactly how it worked out. Um, you know, scaries, as I said, that they, they, they're a decent enough outfit, and uh, that they've got some good players on their side, and you know, two eighteen to six is, is a fairly decent win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then a much more kind of even game, four points in at St. Moore's, 2-8, and St. Patrick's Wicklow of 2-4. Uh, are they new enough as part of the... Yeah, they are. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, I don't know too much about them. Yeah, uh, I yeah. haven't seen them play um, St. Moore's. Um, you know, two seasons ago, they were... They were uh, they were, uh, you know, um, going really well in the intermediate level, you know, and um, you know they seem to have continued on with with, the, with that progress forward uh, into the, um, the the sort of senior ranks. So again, as I say, I, that game I, I didn't get much report yeah. on that. I didn't see much of it. Um, I, I wouldn't be familiar what, with that team or even no, the name I, until Patrick's <laughs> So I, I don't really know um, yeah, yeah. Uh, too much about. So I, I, I wouldn't be able to even comment on on, on what the players they well, have there. But it, it was a fairly quick tight, tight contest. You know, two two eight to two four four points in in the end. Um, again, probably home advantage. Uh, Moore's made a count, and yeah. Um, yeah, they took the victory. It's a team that we're going to have to wait and see what what will come of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as I say, like you know, um, the season before last, uh, you know, they, they they were sweeping all before them in the in- intermediate ranks. So uh, look, when you when you step up, uh, it's it, it's a it, it's another level. And uh, sometimes if your team it, it takes them a season or two to find their feet, mm-hmm. but you know they're going okay in in, in Division Two uh, A of the Adult League. So um, yeah. it seems the progress is still continuing. Brilliant. And then just in 2B, there was very high scoring there. Rohini 4.15 to Parnell's 8.20. Yeah, uh, humdinger of a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by all accounts. And, uh, 
Yeah, uh, two sides who uh, are not sure of finding uh, either the back of the net or, 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 or popping points over. Yeah, it was a huge scoreline yeah. um, in that game. Uh, plenty of excitement. Uh, Parnell's kind of the right side of it. Um, yeah. Again, another side who's slowly been building. Um, you know, adding adding players in over the over the last couple of seasons, and and uh, you know, uh, probably uh, this season a bit early for them, but I, I think maybe you, know, you might see something from them ne- next year. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a humdinger of a game, a very uh, high scoring game, even yeah, kind of eight yeah. goals on one side and four on another. It's not. Yeah, no. You look. You sometimes get games like that in mm. football, um, and uh, you, you can get some either you know really big swings in. in in sort of scorelines as we've seen with the with the game with Fox Rock early, uh, you know in Division One, yeah. um, and this one here it was two two teams who just went for it, and uh, Parnells were, were the ones who headed back uh, down the road to, to uh, Parnells TA um, uh, celebrating the win. Exactly, and then just the final game in Division Two B, O'Dwyer's five thirteen to Castlenock six seven. Yeah, uh, Castlenock um, have been. Have been going along nicely for the last couple of years. Um, they're they're extremely high scorers in games, um, but uh, the Warriors uh, themselves are, are not showing not showing doing that either. Um, they have a couple of good players on their side, and, and you know they've been knocking knocking around uh, at, at the you know senior door for for a little bit, and um, they what you call it? Uh, they, you know they came out on top uh, in that game, but um, I was quite surprised. I actually thought Castlenock were going to win that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, Odwar's got the scores. Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, contributed to an entertaining game. <laughs> and now we're taking a break from the league. And what's happening tonight is the start of the senior championship. And uh, we might have a couple of look and, and you can give me your opinion on some of the games and what you think. They're they're live at the moment, so we don't know what the score is right now. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, uh, the the senior group A, St. Bridget's and Nafina. Um. Yeah, I'd expect Bridget's to win that one. Okay. Um. As I say, you know, you look at the results from last week against Thomas Davis. Uh, I just think um, they might be uh, Nafina are just a little short. And mm. um, so I would expect I would I expect Bridges to win that one tonight yeah. um, for definite. Saint Sylvester, sorry, and Fox Rock Cabinteely would Fox Rock be? Fox Rock would be the favourite for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Sylvester's a good side, so that that's I, I would I would probably expect Fox Rock to win it, but um, it certainly won't be on the, on the score line. They beat uh, Bally Bolton um, last week in the league, yeah. so um, I would say uh, Sylvester's. Um, as I say, they've got some really good forwards in their ranks. So I, I would say that would be it'd be a close enough game that one. Yeah. And um, you know, if if Sylvester's can break down that sort of solid uh, Fox Rock defence, and they certainly have the players to take the scores. So um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one that one. I, I'll be I'll be keeping my eye out for the results <laughs> of that, that game. Uh, group B: Ballyboden, St Enders, and Thomas Davis. Ballyboden, will they be still a little bit down from last week or? Yeah, I would say so. And as I said, uh, I'd fancy I'd fancy Thomas Davis to win that one. Um, they, they've been humming along nicely in the league, so I, I would I, I would expect them to, certainly to win that game. Uh, Bowden, as I say, again, a bit like Nafina, seem to seem to be a bit short this year. Yeah. Um, and you know the, the way Thomas Davis has been playing, I, I can't see any other winner than Thomas Davis. Yeah, uh, Kilmacud Croaks and Fingalians. Who who's your favourite in that game? Oh. <laughs> that one is one of those games where I go, hmm, it's a heads or tails. <laughs> because uh, I think that's probably going to be the most interesting one. Um, two really, really good sides, both both coming off the back of league wins last week. 
So um, I think that one will be a tight one. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if it ended in a draw. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll just we'll have a look at a couple of the games in the intermediate. Um, Castleknock and Clanwira. How are, what are you thinking about this, Castleknock? They had a, a tough enough game last week. Yeah, uh, these sides have played a couple of times recently in mm. both the Cup and the League and they have been two uh, really high-scoring games. Um, if I remember correctly, Castleknock came out on top of both of them. So there might be a little bit of... Uh, uh, a revenge there on Clarmer's uh, behalf uh, when they're looking at that game but uh, yeah anytime these two sides meet um, they're literally just Scarfest and I would expect nothing else uh, different tonight and it'll just be interesting to see if uh, if um, Clarmer can actually um, you know reverse the last two results yeah. You know, they they were close enough games um, in the sense of, uh, you, you know, they weren't beaten by large margins. But um, uh, again, you, you'd look at Castleknock and say, look, based on the last two games against Clamour, they're probably going to go in as slight favourites. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a, a, a win for Mira in that one. Yeah. And then the second game in Group A is Clonagale, Fontenoy and Kula. Yeah, um <laughs> Clonagale Gale had a really good win last mm. week uh, against Cooley. Uh, that was 5 10 to 1 10. So, um, you think similar yeah. enough? Yeah, you, you might look at similar again, or maybe Cooley have learned a lesson from um, from last week's match and uh, uh, reverse that uh, th- uh, that result as well. Um, again, that, that could be a, another really tight game. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you go on last week's thing, you have to you have to look towards Clan Gale. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, surprised if Cooler uh, uh, reversed last week's last week's uh, result. Yeah, and just quickly, we'll look at the the Group Bs and the Intermediate as well. Scary's Harps and Parnells. If you're a betting man, Ooh, betting man, mm. Scary's Harps and Parnells. <laughs> I, I think I'd probably, I think I'd probably stick with Scary's. Okay. Uh, don't know why. Uh, you know, you look at what. Um, I think it was eight twenty that Parnells uh, put up last week. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I just fancy Scaries in that one. Yeah, and then the last one in that group is Saint Moore's and Luke and Sarsfields. Um, Moore's at home. Uh, I stick with them. Um, Luke and uh, yeah, uh, against Luke, and I would certainly go with Saint Moore's. I think they'll, 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 they'll win that one by maybe three or four points. And a thanks as ever to Nigel for joining us on the show. Now we are pretty much out of time here on GA Sports Desk this evening. Just before we go, a reminder, you can still get tickets for Dublin against Kilkenny at Nolan Park this Saturday evening. They're no longer available online, but you will get them in participating centre and super value shops uh, around Dublin. So hopefully there will be a big travelling support heading down to support Maddie, Kenny and the lads. And uh, yeah, hopefully they can get a big result on Saturday evening. The game throwing in at 7 o'clock. But on behalf of the GA Sports Desk team, Suzanne Parker, Katie Scanlon on sound, and myself, Peter Brannigan, do have a great weekend. Hopefully a really good weekend if you're heading down to Nolan Park on Saturday night. And we will talk to you again next Wednesday evening. GAA Sports Desk, brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin.